You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Likes with Amy Gerard. That's myself. I'm here with my best friend, (laughs) Jen Muir, the parenting expert. How are you? I'm so good. I'm um, so excited. To you were you were heavily requested to get back on. <laughs> uh, so, and I am for the people. So here you are. Yeah, I'm for the people too. Yeah, I, yeah. you are definitely. You're for the mums. You <laughs> for are for the, the mums and the dads and the parents. I'm for the parents, yeah. Um, so I'm so so grateful that we are back in the studio together. Um, we will try and keep this short, but you know what? We're probably going to go over again. We might turn this into a two-part series again. Who knows? Might be a ten-part series. Ten-part <laughs> se- Let's just block out the studio for the whole day. The amount of questions I got, again, majority of them, not majority, but like 60 to 70% of them are all around three-year-olds, Yes, which is very funny. Because three... Is yeah. the worst age. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is. Um, and if you haven't listened to our podcast earlier, we talk a lot about three-year-olds and, and how it is so challenging. Um, and if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to the ones with Jen previously this season, please go back and listen to them. She will make you feel so much better about yourself. She will just put your mind at ease um, and she will just reiterate that you are Always doing a fantastic job, as 100%. we are. Yeah. So um, how was your Mother's Day? <laughs> Do you know what? I actually had the best Mother's Day I've ever had in 13 years. Well, uh, that is that is massive, right? It is massive. But I have a kind of whole thing about Mother's Day. Like I have a – like you've touched a nerve. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I literally said to her, Jen, yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to – you know, I want to just quickly touch talk about Mother's Day. And she's like, oh, oh, I've got stuff to talk about there. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I want to say why my Mother's Day was good. Because, yes. Because um, my youngest child is now six. and. Yes. Um, we went out for yum cha yes. and for the first time in 13 years, everybody sat and ate and we had this family meal and nobody cried and <laughs> nobody fell off their chair. I didn't have to wipe anybody's bum. And I went, my husband and I were just looking at each other going, oh my goodness. Oh like, my God, that must have you been know, so nice. Like it was just such a relief. But I kind of don't want to paint a picture that that's how it's always been. Oh, it, no. It, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm yet to have a nice one. So how was your Mother's Day? Um, it's funny you ask because the reason I – obviously I wanted to ask how it was regardless, but I was having a conversation with um, a girlfriend of mine and I, I find that in any of these special occasions, be it like our birthdays or Christmas or Mother's Day – you have this preconceived idea of how it's going to go, right? And before you have kids, you think, oh, Mother's Day, you're going to get breakfast in bed with beautiful handwritten cards from the kids. And mm. then you're going to go frolic in a field somewhere <laughs> and the sun's going to be shining. You're going to be smothered with love and affection. And it could not go uh, more opposite to that more often yes. than not. So every Mother's Day, excluding the one that I just had, because it was definitely better, um, has been a shit show for me. Tantrums galore. You know, they, they just, they don't get it. They don't, the kids don't care that it's Mother's Day, right? They don't kids, understand. Kids don't care about anyone <laughs> apart from themselves, which is how they're wired. Yeah. But, but the, the whole thing, like I have a thing about the whole thing because yeah. you almost need two different Mother's Days. Yes. So we could have Mother's Days for all the mother figures, for us to thank our mums. Yes. For mums like me that are out of the trenches. Like yeah. I'm out of the shit show land now. Yes. And I think you could have a general day that, that recognises 
mother figures, maybe. It's yes. too complicated. Yeah, it's but then we need a day. This is what I think. We need a day for anyone who has a child like under four, or anyone who's still wiping bums, anyone who is still in tantrum land. Yes. We need to take those women because I asked everyone in my community, what do you really want for Mother's Day? And it just reminded me how hard it is when every single response, I just want to be, I just want to sleep. I want to break. Sleep. I want to be left alone. Yeah. And these, it's not that these mums are not grateful. It's not that they don't love their babies. They love their babies, but they are burnt out by yeah. a society that does not do enough to yes. support mums all year round. And one day is not going to change that. Yeah. So we need to pack them all onto a bus, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right? One day a year and send them off to like a health spa. Or an island where kids don't exist. Yeah. And we need hours. to let them sleep. For yes. 24 hours straight and massage them while they sleep and give them a glass of champagne. Yes. That's what mums need. And we've sort of got this day where we're asking way too much. And so yeah. it is going to be disappointing. And it's so funny because you don't even want to, but there is an expectation around the day and you want it to be really special. And more often than not, you're just, you're breaking up fights, sibling yeah. rivalry. Or like in my case, I ended up just having, my husband actually put in all these things and tried to make it really beautiful, but he was in the worst mood. Because <laughs> so, he's burnt out from having to think. <laughs> he was, was burnt out for doing a solid day of parenting. <laughs> and so he was in the worst mood. So we ended up punching on and yes. I was like, don't you dare ruin today for me. So if no. it's not the kids doing it, yeah. I just feel like every single special occasion, I mean, Christmas used to be a joke for me. I remember I remember, I put up this family photo of us once on Christmas Day and we were all in bloody matching pyjamas standing next to a beautiful Christmas tree and I was like, you know, from the outside, this looks like a beautiful family Christmas. But what you don't see is that it has been an absolute shit show. From 6am this morning, there has been tantrums galore over presents and you name it, pancakes got thrown around the room. I've been yelling. Ryan's been yelling. I've cried in the shower. Like <laughs> It's not even 9am. Which makes sense when you understand the, the biological needs of children and that yes. any day that takes them out of their rhythm and routine or any day where we're heightened or we're expecting more is going to throw them. And so if we're kind of wanting it to be different and then we're disappointed, they pick that up and then yes. they get thrown. But I did tell you, yes. I developed, I've, I, I've, I've, thought about this this morning, knowing you were going to ask me. Yes. And I kind of thought I have maybe developed five tips <gasps> yes. for, for mums that want their next Mother's Day oh my to gosh. go better. I, have, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to record this, but I've got it on the podcast. So ignore <laughs> me. Okay. So here's my five tips. The first one is yes. you need to pre-plan a real Mother's Day where you book yourself a sitter or ask your mother-in-law to come over and you're going to take yourself for a massage or go shopping or like or sleep if that's what you want to yes. do, right? And you're going to call that your real Mother's Day. In your heart of hearts, that is your day to get those needs met because one day is not going to meet the need that we have to be more recognised and more valued for that unrelenting work of being everything to everyone, all that emotional regulation that we're doing yes. and all that physical labour of young mothering, right? So yep. if you're a young mum, pre-plan your real Mother's Day and do that in advance, okay? On the actual day, lower your expectations. <laughs> so this is tip two, lower your expectations mm. through the floor, okay? Yeah. So you need to expect a shit show. <laughs> yep. You need to expect a box of gardenias. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> a handwritten card that you can't even read. Look, I love the handwritten cards. Yeah. I love the handwritten cards. So, but but you know, boxes of flowers. Yeah. Nobody wants a box of flowers, man. If or, you're listening, or hang on, the the um the the presents that they bring home from the Mother's Day yeah. stores, <clears> like <throat> the potpourri. Yeah, oh. I got potpourri, <laughs> and I got a, a a bar of soap. Yes. Mm. Okay. So you you're expecting tantrums, and you're going. This is not my Mother's Day because yep. I already had mine, and this yes. is my day to like acknowledge, you know, my mum, and and it's complicated for some people. Like maybe you don't have your mum around, maybe. Yes. You have a difficult relationship with your mum. So you're ready for the emotions, right? Yes. Tip three, buy yourself a present. Yes. Like I did. I, I, I told you I just bought myself the most beautiful rust colored puffy jacket. This is an absolute, like, I am in ingredients with this tip. And I, I stuck it in my husband's <laughs> cupboard. I said nothing. I just put it in his cupboard and I, I think I sent him a text saying my Mother's Day gift is in the cupboard. But if you if you want to, if you know, if your partner wants to be more involved, yes. I think – Tell them what you want. Yeah. Be specific. Don't wait for the box of flowers. It's so true because I actually uh, – Ryan always says to me every year, you know, what do you want for your birthday or what do you want for Christmas or Mother's Day or whatever? And unless I unless I actually need something at that point in time, I just say don't worry about it because if there is something during the year that you I want, it. I'm like, you can buy it for me then, right? Or but then the I'll problem is on the day when they don't do anything. So we say, oh, I don't, I don't want anything. I'm fine. Like just the kids' cards, just as long as you've thought of me. But I think sometimes we have to be more specific and say – I don't want to cook or clean up, so I yes. really want to get taken out or I really want you yes. to take the kids out of the house or I want you to buy me the puffy jackets. Yes. So I think you've got to be specific. Um, tip four, you've got to take in the moments that are there. So for me, it is the, the little handwritten cards. Like I yes. just love those so much and they won't last forever. Yeah, so I kind so of true. think you've got to take in those moments. And then my tip five for mums in the trenches is know that it does get easier and that Mother's Day isn't the greatest day for all young mums. Like I just think it's not made for young mums. It's yeah. just a really hard day. So if you – I mean I think for a long time I thought I was alone, that what's wrong with me that I'm not having a good time or that I'm expecting more or having a fight with my partner. But then, you know, it's everybody. Uh, it is. It really is. Even my best friend who went through IVF for like six years, I remember her first Mother's Day and she – and. Uh, like I would have done the same, but she put so much expectation because obviously she's put her body through the ringer for six years. And she'd watched on just wanting that day to be about her. Exactly. And then there's this sense she should just be grateful. But actually Ex- and that's exactly it's a complicated right. day. It is it and and then it, she had a really lousy day. Like I think she as well, like she expected her partner to do more obviously I think she had like a eight month old at the time and so she thought that her partner would step up and you know really just honor her as a mum and show like shower her with appreciation and stuff and he didn't he didn't meet her expectations and so she was really upset but then she was torn because she was like I don't want to be upset because I'm I am grateful but I was like yeah. it's okay to be upset yep. um welcome to the club <laughs> and this is how we feel most mother's day and it's I, I I think as well because you know society does make us like it, there's so much hype around it and I I go above and beyond to make my mum feel special like it was a, the first time I couldn't be with my mum this year cuz they you know abandoned me <laughs> and, and moved down the coast but normally you know, I always get her a gift and we write her letters and cards still to this day. Um, and if we aren't living with her, which we wouldn't be, we would pop around with like, you know, croissants and coffee and fruit, you know, breakfast or brunch or something like that. And I obviously, um, as, I'm, as a fully grown adult now, I, I know 
how incredible mums are. So all I want to do is shower her with a love and affection and praise on to, on that day. I mean, I do it most days as well. But, like, I remember as a kid, like, I couldn't give two shits about it, right? No. Like, even when I was, like, seven or something, yeah, we would have a picnic and whatnot. But I do think those five tips are fantastic. <laughs> if we can, like... We can like make another day a Mother's Day for us where you do, you book in, you know, book yourself in at a day spa or something. Yeah. And I think if you're not expecting that one day will make you feel like if you don't feel acknowledged Mm. or if you feel burnt out, I think we have to look at that broader picture of, um, you know, we're trying to do too much in a society that does not support not just mums but parents enough yeah. anymore. Like the village isn't there. Like you're lucky you've got your parents, except they've abandoned you, uh, they've which abandoned is no me. good. Yep. <laughs> um, but, you know, people. some people do have a village. They've got, you know, parents that are super supportive. But lots of people are feeling like they're carrying the load of raising children and there's one or two of them doing it, you know. Yeah. And that is it's kind of no wonder you feel exhausted because we were never meant to do this alone. Of course. And so I think it's sort of the way we're doing it, the expectations we're putting on ourselves, like we've talked about how much parents these days know and they want to be amazing at it and they're so Mm. worried about meeting kids' emotional needs and kind of getting it right all the time. And so we are burning out by the amount we're expecting of ourselves. So you've got to look at, you know, our 30%. So how can I lower the pressure on myself all year round? Yes. You know, how can I be really kind to myself? How can I build self-care? And I know people hate that word. I hate that word. But I love that word. Really? But some people go, like, as if I've got time for self-care. Yeah, I And know. I'm like, I get it. But, you know, when was the last time you had fun? I mean, I mean I'm asking you. <laughs> I have fun every night when I put my Omnilux LED mask on. I just have a little boogie in the room. <laughs> okay, you have a lot of fun. Good. But no, I know what you're Do saying. You, I mean, I think a lot of young parents... They lose fun along the way. The kids are playing. But when are you playing? Like when are you doing something that's for you? And that could be anything. But you've got to build that in and you've got to be setting those boundaries and saying, bye, kids, you're with a sitter or you're with a mother-in-law or whatever because I am going to look after myself because it's the most important thing you can do. And I think then we wouldn't expect as much of of Mother's Day. I can only say now, as a third-time mum, prioritising yourself pays dividends. Oh, my gosh. With my first kid, I I barely left Charlie. Same. Like, I was obviously breastfeeding, so she was basically attached to me 24-7. I breastfed her for the whole year. And so I I felt guilty leaving her, and I felt I was – I don't want to say solely responsible, but when you're as you're when you're breastfeeding, like I did do, um, I carried a lot of the weight on my own shoulders, and I never really gave myself time out. Did you hit the wall? Yeah, I definitely. I have never struggled with anxiety, and I remember with Charlie because she was a new baby, and it's so funny how different I would have done things, but. Um, they told me that I had to feed her every two hours, breastfeed her every two hours, even throughout the night. Wow. And yeah, and it's so funny because, again, as a third time mum, I would never have done that. I would never wake a baby in the night. She <laughs> and she was sleeping six six hours every night. Like, so the, for the first week or so, she would feed at like 10 and then she wouldn't wake up again till four. And I was like, perfect. Like, that's yeah. that's all I need, really. And then she would feed every two hours during the day, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, like you need to put more weight on her. And so they made me wake her her up every two hours during the night. And I developed this like fear of nighttime because I would be so 
dog tired and I would know that I'm going to go to bed but then I've got to wake up again in an hour and 50 minutes and oh, oh, oh my god not it was, even it would be an hour yeah well thankfully she was an absolute gun sucker she would drain okay. a boob in like five ten minutes but <laughs> she was like it was it was horrendous and I remember by a couple of months in she was also gaining like 600 grams a week because yeah. uh, of course she was because I was yeah. feeding her so much because of what this midwife had told me I was like I, I just can't I just it's so hard and the confidence you get as a like a a second time yeah. I remember even just um a midwife walking into the hospital when I was feeding my second and I used to like to feed sitting cross-legged in bed like it's yeah. just I just would feed like that right because I did yoga yeah and um and she walked in I got this one midwife walked in she went what are you doing sitting in the bed feeding you need to get in a chair what yeah and one, and then another midwife came and went like I didn't move because I was the second time I was like, yeah, I'm not off. moving, whatever. Yep. It's comfortable for me. And another midwife came in and went, oh, isn't that lovely? You're in a nice, comfortable position there. Yeah. And it's funny how two positions, but if you're a first-time mum, you would you jump would and you would out. move to that chair and think, oh, I'm failing, like I've got it wrong. Well, I also think this is bizarre just to quickly segue into breastfeeding, but I remember a lady, a midwife, when I first had Charlie, saying to me, when they latch, it shouldn't hurt. <laughs> and I said, um, it's hurting. Uh, it, it's definitely hurting. And she was like, oh, well, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, no, I can see, like, I can, I can see her. She's definitely sucking on my nipple, right? And I can see her swallowing and everything like this. And she, and I said, the, it's only a, a short pain, the initial yes. latching. And she was like, oh, no, but there should be no pain. And I was like, any piranha that is sucking on my nipple every two hours, like every single day of my life, it's going to hurt, right? Have you ever had a newborn just suck on your finger? Uh, and and, it, yeah. and they have like a suck, like it's uh, intense. It is intense. <laughs> and also when they're cluster feeding to bring yeah. your milk in, she was on there every 20 minutes. And so I remember my nipples splitting in yep. half. And then I remember the scabs forming and then I remember her sucking the scabs off and blood going <laughs> everywhere. And then I actually remember my mum because she's a bloody sun worshipper, she said, you got to get outside, get your nips in the sun and harden them up. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. Uh, but day 10, they toughened up they and I breastfed for a year. Yep. And I latched her the exact same way and we had a fantastic breastfeeding experience. But I do think, you know, and I, I absolutely take my hat off to midwives and I love them to bits, but I do think there is so much conflicting advice out there. Yeah. And as a first-time mum, you are so susceptible to, you know. Well, you're, you're also highly um, anxious, which makes sense because you've never done this before. Yes. And, again, we live in a society where I think we tell new mums, okay, so when it comes to feeding, it's a natural process. You've got oh, a boob. That's yeah. a baby. So this should just work. It might be yes. a little bit tough, but it, it'll be fine. But it's, it is a natural process, but it's a learnt skill. And the person who's learning is your baby. And it takes babies around six weeks to get the hang of yeah. breastfeeding yeah. and I don't think we tell new parents that enough I don't think we warn them that babies will just cry yeah not just to meet a need but you're not getting it wrong if you can't stop the crying yeah. you know there's so much we could help I know new parents with oh my god I <laughs> I it, being I would love one day when my kids are fully grown, I would love to do something to support new mums because I feel like that is the most vulnerable period in your life. Yeah. Like that first transition from not having children into yep. having them is you can be like I always wanted kids and I felt like I was really maternal and I love babies and, and I felt so ready. And I was like completely and utterly out of my depth. Right. And I, yeah, I felt... 
I felt scared and I felt vulnerable and I just, I was looking for a manual and yeah. there was so many manuals and yes. I was like, which one's the right manual? And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm going to wing it and just try and, you know, lean on my instincts. But even that was a risk. The problem with instinct, like we say to parents, just read your baby's cues or trust your instincts. The problem is instinct is a combination of knowledge, yes. which you don't have yet. Yes. And so it, it is going to be so messy yeah. and it, and that's kind of okay. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing is I think what we now know as like mums that have done it a few times, you realise babies don't really care. If you know, <laughs> you don't. And I feel like your first is all trial and error. <laughs> like it really is trial and error. Like you're trying to do it all so right and everything and then you get your second and you're like, it's okay if it cries a little bit. Yeah. Like, My brother says this thing, everybody should have more than one child because <laughs> your first baby comes out and yes. it looks up at you and it looks at its parents and goes, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And the parents look back going, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then your second baby comes out and they go, I don't know what I'm doing. And we look back going, we got this We kid. got you. <laughs> oh, and so then there is something in that second child where you're like, Ah, oh, that feels better. Yeah, it's you know? so true. And then your third comes out and basically raises itself, <laughs> yeah. in my case. And then your fourth comes out and runs the house. <laughs> it's just like the dictator, the boss of our house is our is fourth child. Oh. Is that true? Oh, my gosh, yes. I actually feel like is it is it is your fourth the dictator because it just um, – <laughs> like I always think Kobe gets away with so much because – like Charlie was so – I was so firm on, you know, my beliefs and the way I wanted to raise her and, you know, structure and mould her and discipline her and stuff. And then Bobby, obviously he was a completely kettle of fish, so I had to, like, change the way I parented as well. You're adjusting, adjusting. to meeting the needs of two children. Yeah, and then Kobe's kind of just come on and – He's just got kind of free reign. <laughs> I think the third child, like, they're the child that comes up to you and hands you the nappy and goes, okay, you probably should change this. It's taking itself off my body right now. Kobe's like, I don't need to wear nappies at nighttime, mum. And I was like, what? How old are you? <laughs> well, I think your fourth, like, maybe our fourth, I don't know whether it's because I watched The Walking Dead the entire <laughs> way through the pregnancy, so he just came out angry. I don't know if that's it. Or whether he came out and he just went, uh, like I feel like my fourth thought he was going to be a first and oh. so he came out and he was just so angry that he had to compete <laughs> with three other people that he's just yelled at us yeah. since then. But, <laughs> uh, well, I, um, I'm glad I'm not having a fourth. We've uh, put measures in place to ensure that I'm not having a fourth and I'm glad because three's been – three's um, – tip me over the edge anyway. Yeah, just get a dog. Yeah, I actually thought about that. But what have you got a dog? Yeah. What do you do when you go on holidays? Uh, we're lucky. We've got um, my brother-in-law, my yes. father-in-law, and they come and mind. They our, stay our at dog. your house. I've got or... a girl dog called Poppy. Oh, so, <laughs> listen, my kids are utterly dog obsessed. Yeah. And my husband always had dogs. See, I've never had dogs growing up because obviously where we live, we've got no backyard fence. Yeah. And... Um, so it would have to be an inside dog. Mm. And I'm already dealing with so much shit in the house. And literally there will be shit in the yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just don't know. 
if, is your dog an inside dog or an outside? <laughs> so, so my dog, it's a little bit of a funny story, but um, when COVID hit mm. and, and I realised I was going to have four children at home in a three-bedroom semi, I went, oh, my goodness, I need something to get me through this moment in life. Oh my and God, I panicked bought a dog. <laughs> I panicked bought a dog. But I didn't do my research and I've never, because the kids had wanted a dog, I didn't do my research. And I, I, I bought a Groodle. I don't know if you know what a Groodle is. They're like a... Cavoodle cross. No, it's no. a it's a full sized poodle, like a horse sized <laughs> dog, bred with a, a golden retriever. Right? Oh, God. beautiful, beautiful. But they wet. molt, right? No, they don't oh, molt. No, they they're, don't? they're divine. But anyway, I bought this dog, having seen one of okay. a friend who was a puppy, thinking they grew to the size of a cavoodle, so like a like a bigger than a lap dog, okay. but not much more. So a small. Good with children pet. Mm -hmm. And we pick up this dog from the airport. It came from Melbourne. And um, my husband sends me this photo and he's like, um... Did you buy it fully grown? It looks a little bit <laughs> And my son's holding this dog and it's only eight weeks old, but it, like it it looked big. So, and then I, by three months, like the dog, it's, it's, it's like as big as me. Have it's you got a Shetland big. pony at home now? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And I remember my husband just going, if there's a reason that we need to move into, like, the the burbs, it is this dog. <laughs> I love the idea of getting a dog. but And I, in my head, I'd be like, it would have to be outside, but I am such a sucker. It would probably oh, sleep no. at the end of my bed. Yeah, my dog sleeps. Yeah. yeah. Not in my bed, but yes. when, not, when my husband's away. Yes. Yes. Um, but you know, you need a dog. You know why? Why? Because they don't ever talk back. I know. And they just, they <laughs> listen to you. Like I'm telling you, all the mums out there feeling like they just like need someone to just observe their lives, get and a dog. And just obey. They just obey. Well, you've got to no. train them, but <laughs> you do have to train them, but they just like, you know, they, they watch the, the days where every like last night we had, oh my goodness, one of my kids burnt their bum on the fire. <laughs> We had a burnt bum. Okay. We had like so much going on, a kid packing for camp. Like it was just so much going on as many nights can yes. be. Um, I had another child getting sick um, and the dog, she just sits there going, I see you. Oh, <laughs> I see how And she's you a work. girl, isn't she? She's a girl. Oh, she, she would be your little wing yeah. woman. <laughs> she is. I actually did date a guy and I swear to God I stayed with him for longer than I wanted to because he had an American staffy, and he was, even though he was his dog, I don't know what happened. I think because I gave him a lot of love and affection and stuff. He was he was like my security guard. And when I got my period, he would know oh, and he would know. just come and lie with me. They do. Or if we were having a bit of a row, he would come and stand right in front of me. Yeah. Almost like to protect so me. So when my kids have full on meltdown, <laughs> yeah. you know how I'm, you know, into helping my kids and like trying to co-regulate them. Yes. Do you know one of the hardest things? I'm trying to hug my kids and the dog <laughs> is getting in between me and the child. Oh, and she's, like, she's trying to co-regulate too. And I'm like, like, oh, my God, there can't be three of us in this moment. <laughs> I love that. That would be so beautiful, though. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely look into getting it. I mean, we've got the space. It's chaos anyway, so I may as well just add just to it, do right? It. It's like it, it's like having an extra child, like having a third child. Yeah. It's it's not a financial decision. It's not a sensible decision. It's a, it's a love decision. As a midwife yeah. once said to me when I said, should I have a fourth baby? She said, I said, but it's not a good financial decision. She said, it's not. It's a love decision, Aww. you know? It's so you've basically got five kids at home. I do. One's yeah. a furry one. Yeah. yeah. The size of a Shetland pony. Yeah. Guys, we've um we've we've done a, 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 a we've history is repeating right now. Um Jen and I could just talk all day long. I didn't realize that we we're already up 30 minutes. So we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to stay in the studio and then we're going to ask Jen some questions because I think we have a whole other 
30 minutes up our sleeve there. Um, so thank you for joining us. I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, I don't even know how to wrap this up, but see you guys. Um, We will be back with Jen answering all of your important questions. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 